Yeah. Do you want me to edit this one? Because you've edited. Oh, I don't care. I don't mind editing at all. And plus, it'll be way easier because we're loosening up our editing. <laughs> I get the next two. Two hours later. Potentially. Potentially? Potentially. Okay. You know, they said that cursing is a sign of intelligence. It's correlated with high intelligence. So I'm just going to take that. I think that's just a stat to make people feel better about cursing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm just going to extrapolate from that and say that that validates my intelligence right there. Okay. Gotcha. We should just start like bleeping out every other word. <laughs> so, like, really... I'm like a terrible human being. Go and thinking this is my second choice. And when you think it's your second choice, it becomes your second choice and you treat it like your second mm -hmm. choice. It's like going out on a date with the backup plan. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if that was a good analogy. <laughs> Gotta edit this episode. <laughs> Can I say things like that on here? <laughs> yes. Yes, you should totally say that. Just for the record, we're keeping all of this. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Real College Talk, guys. <laughs> Honest and relevant post-secondary conversation. We butchered that intro. It's okay. That's good it's enough. Okay. People like people know what we're up to. So, and we've decided to change things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're not exactly going to start this episode with a no. That's not right. Are we starting an episode? This topic within a, this episode. This episode <laughs> the topic. What happens when we don't play in episodes? Oh my gosh! Um, Nikhil and I late last night were exchanging all of these different ideas for different episodes that we want to do coming up because. Um, it's actually been a full year since we started the podcast. So we started Real College Talk back in April of 2019. And it's just crazy to think that it's been a whole year because this started just as an idea. And I think we've learned so, so much over the past year. And we've gotten really good at doing very um, structured episodes with very clear topics. Um, you know, we don't use any sort of script, but we always have, you know, some little talking points that we go through. And so as we kind of go into this new season, this new year of Real College Talk, we really want to kind of just loosen our structure a bit and have more fun with our episodes because Nikhil and I have so much fun just talking and hanging out as part of running this podcast. And there are so many times where we've just been talking and I've thought to myself, I wish we were recording because that would have just been really fun to share with our audience. And so um, I'm excited for this. I think it'll be really fun. I'm excited too. And I'm glad we didn't release everything that we recorded. That might not have been the best idea. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're just kind of running with, with what we have here. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Nikhil, you know, one of his ideas that he came forth with last night was he wrote out the whole idea of falling in love with your second choice school. <laughs> um, you know, it's May 16th now, and so many people have you know, decided where they're going to school this next year. And I just think back to where I was at this time last year, kind of getting myself hyped up for my second choice school, which I ended up really, really, really loving. Um, and so I know I personally can relate to that. Um, but Nikhil, what, what would you say to students right now who um, had, you know, had great college options, but 
maybe went with their second or third or fourth choice school um, for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't get into their first school um, or maybe it was financial reasons, whatever it may be. What, what would you say to those students right now? Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> I was telling Morgan before, before the episode started, if you treat your second choice or your, your, the college that you chose as your second option or if you feel like it's a backup plan, that's like going out on a date with someone that you feel is like a backup plan. You're not really going to love it. Like you're not going to be all the way into it. You're not going to be able to jump in with, with both feet for it. I don't know how that phrase goes. But you might but, fall in love. Yes, that's the thing. And if you don't go into it thinking that way, it's never going to work out. Because if you always have that in the back of your mind, you're never going to put yourself in the place where you can really look at all of the wonderful characteristics that that college has. Right. <laughs> that the college has. And um, yeah, you won't be able to take advantage of all the amazing resources uh, that your university or community college or whatever it is could offer. So yeah, I guess that's that's our, our main topic for today's episode is really f- falling in love with your university, even if it feels like a backup plan. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it can be difficult to, you know, fall in love with the school that you're going to, particularly at this time, because so many of us can't actually visit the school that we're planning to go to. Um, it's like having that backup date, but not actually being able to go on the date. Um, and so going along with that theme, um, the whole question is, you know, how, how do we fall in love with that school when we're, when we're far away? Um, and I think for me, it was, it came down to actually getting to know the school better, not for the purposes of, okay, how can I, how many facts can I talk about in my college essays? Um, it was genuinely just like, I want to know more about this school because it's going to be my home for the next four years. Um, so whether you're going to your first choice or your second choice or your very last choice, I would encourage you to start doing research and look at all the things that you didn't look at before. Um, I think an example is that just recently I became aware that Vanderbilt, the school that I'm going to, has a five-year MBA program um, for undergraduates. And I didn't know that. <laughs> like, and I've spent over two years researching Vanderbilt because I applied as a senior. And then again, um, during my gap year and through all of that time, I didn't realize that they had a five-year MBA program. And I'm just now doing more research on that. And so um, there's always more things to learn. And you might find little nuggets that get you really excited about going to that school. Yeah, Maureen, I want to follow up on what you were saying. Um, getting to know your, your college is, is really important and getting into the details and the research and finding out what those opportunities are. But it's hard to get to that point if you're not really feeling the college in the first place. Like I see a lot of people who maybe are in some class of 2024 group chats for a certain college and they're not quite committed yet or they're, they're in those big group chats and they're talking about, this was my first option, but I didn't get into all these different schools. So now I'm not really sure what to do. Like, I don't, I don't really feel like I accomplished what I wanted out of college applications. It doesn't feel right. I don't feel like I'm going to end up in the place that I want to be. And I see that a lot. I see that a lot around this time because, you know, a lot of people shoot high and that's, that's a great thing. But at some point, <laughs> an individual has to realize that you have to play with the cards you were dealt. Like, mm-hmm. you don't really have any other option at that point. You can't go back to a college you already applied to and say, no, I'm not accepting your, your rejection. Like, that's not an option. You just can't go there now. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to own up to it, deal with it, and get over it. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that can be a hard thing to do. Um, but if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to really get into the mindset where, where you're looking for all the new opportunities. Because it won't feel like home. And 
you can't you can't start making it feel like home unless mentally you're there and you're ready and you're excited about it. So I really encourage people to to kind of go on that track and and acknowledge that you might be disappointed about not getting into a certain school or not being able to go to a certain school for financial or whatever reasons and kind of just move forward. That's that's the best I can give you there. That's some really good just like tough love advice. Um and it's so it's so true, it's so accurate. Something else I want to echo as well is that no school is perfect. And um, in my opinion, if you're going to college with the idea that that college, that brand name is going to make your future, um, you are going in with the wrong mindset. Because the reality is that like your future and your success and your happiness is not going to be defined by your school it's going to be, it's going to be defined by you Mm -hmm. Um, because you could be going to some Ivy league university um, and put zero effort in doing the bare minimum. Um, And I can guarantee you that the student who goes to their local state college, but really puts their whole heart into it and stands out at that school and has a really meaningful experience and is proactive and makes the absolute most of it and shows genuine appreciation for the reasons why we go to college here in the United States. Like they will be so much more successful and so much more fulfilled than that student who was writing a brand name through their whole future. Um, And so I think on top of a accepting, Hey, this is where I'm going to school. The second part would be, be like, I hope that people are are grateful to be going to school. I mean, um, so many students are really moving to online schooling right now. Um, and I know at least a couple people who are thinking about just doing their degrees uh, online, which is a, you know, a great idea for many reasons, depending on what you do and what's important to you. Um, but if you are still planning to go to a four-year residential college or, or even just going to in-person classes, if you're living at home, like that's a unique experience that many people in our country and around the world don't get to have. Like it just so happens that here in the United States, we have so many different options of schools. And so we get, we have the luxury of getting our hopes up um, for these, for these big universities that we think will make or break our future. Um, but when you really distill it down to what's important, it's like, Hey, you're getting access to an education. You had your shot, all these other universities too. And also maybe that other school wasn't meant to be. I can guarantee you that at that school, you think that you really, really want, um, there are things that you, you know, wouldn't really be ideal for you and that you wouldn't really, really like. Um, so there, there's always that other side to it as well. Yeah, and running it back to our analogy one more time, if if you end up, you know, not getting the date with with that one person that you put on this pedestal, and yeah, I know that you think it's so great, and then you end up screwing things up with another person you might be interested in, that's gonna have like a carried on effect, right? You you can't just sacrifice everything altogether, your entire college education just because that one choice that you put on a pedestal didn't work out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's only a disservice to you, not the, not the backup plan college. You're, they're going to do fine without you. That's the thing. You need to take advantage of the resources that they're getting because it's a blessing. It's a blessing is what it is. And being grateful for what your backup plan might offer goes a long way. It goes a mm-hmm. long way and it really changes the direction that you that you take with with college and it carries over into into other aspects of your life as well. I know that for sure. 
Totally. You you said something there that it's a disservice to you. It's a disservice to yourself when you hang on to what could be. Um, and I think, you know, the opposite of that is what would be, what would actually serve you in this time? Um, and that is working on yourself, <laughs> whether it's going to college or <laughs> trying to find a relationship or trying to find a job or moving. Like we are going to go through these different seasons in life and there's always going to be something new. The grass is always going to be greener on the other side, right? The only thing that you can control is yourself. Um, and so for everybody out there who's listening right now, we're in this in-between stage. Um, you know, heading into summer before we go off to school, start thinking now about how you're going to use this summer to work on yourself and to get ready for that college experience that's coming. Um, I know Nikhil has been really inspiring to me because in addition to working full-time right now, he's also been taking online classes and working on like his health and fitness. He's running so many miles a week. And I think that is so cool because, um, Instead of constantly thinking about the future or, oh my goodness, what am I going to be doing when I'm at Notre Dame this coming year? Um, Nikhil is like totally living in the present and investing in himself. And I think that's something that we should all really be focusing on. Um, and it can give you a lot of momentum to carry to carry into college when you do go there. Thank you, Morgan. I appreciate that. that, that really yeah, is. totally. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, I know it can be hard hard to do that, even, even for me at times, you know, planning out what's going to happen over the course the next year is trying to think about are we going to be in class like in person this fall how are things going to work um the one thing that i've really learned in my time off is to take things one step at a time and you know morgan went through that before i did with her gap year and i kind of followed in her footsteps there um it really it really teaches you how much you can get done how productive you can be and how much that can help you personally when when you do take that one step at a time instead of always constantly worrying about what's going to happen how many ever years from now it's, it's a good thing to plan but like we said a bunch of episodes ago analysis paralysis can really just shut things down yeah we don't want to be in all that mm -hmm. no we do not um it's no fun it turns into a rat race um and it doesn't actually get you ahead i find um i think for much of high school i was constantly living in a state of thinking about the future and thinking about tomorrow and next month and next year and um, because of that, I didn't really enjoy the present. And so, um, and then when those things that you're working for come along, it's like, Oh, this is it. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, I think that's a really great point to, to kind of wrap up this episode is, um, I think no matter what life season you're in this, this period in time is really getting everyone to be more present. Um, and why do we do that? Not only to have you know more joy and fulfillment here in the present, um, but also in the future. Um, because that way, when when you do get into that college experience, you're going to be so prepared to really enjoy it for what it is. And I promise you, uh, there are going to be things that you will fall in love with about that school um, that you wouldn't have really had the opportunity or the bandwidth to appreciate if you were constantly thinking about what if. Um, so I think that was an uh, that was a really cool topic to to discuss. Um, I thought that you know going in talking about falling in love with your second school would only apply to students um, who have a second choice school that they're going to, but I think it applies to so many different things. Um, so thanks so much for that idea, Nikhil. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks for doing this episode with me. And um, as always, to to everyone out there who either is at their dream school or may not necessarily be there. Just keep it real in your experience. Understand where you are in your mindset, how you feel about your school, and be ready to confront that. Be ready to acknowledge that. And most importantly, be ready to move forward because yeah. staying stuck isn't going to do anything for you.
So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, Morgan. Thank you for doing this with me. And as always, keep it real. Keep it real. And that's a wrap to this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our mission is to deliver insights and advice that will empower you to jumpstart your life in high school, college, your career, and beyond. But the real talk doesn't stop here. To spread the message of Real College Talk, share this episode with someone who you know could benefit from it. Keep the conversation going and reach out to realcollegetalk101 at gmail.com to let us know what topics and guests you hope to hear from next. Nikhil, did you know we're on seven podcasting platforms? Are you for real? We always keep it real here at RCT. To catch our real talk, listen on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit anchor.fm slash realcollegetalk for more options. Wait, Morgan, you're forgetting one more thing. Oh, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at Real College Talk. We love featuring our guests and connecting with listeners like you. In the meantime, keep it real. Keep it real.